Today on our show, we're going to be discussing something that is like near and dear to my heart is toxins in our environment. And today we have an incredibly special guest to just talk about these toxins and the impact that they have on us. We have Jeffrey Smith, who is the filmmaker and executive producer of the movie Secret Ingredients, which you can find at secretingredientsmovie.com. So thank you so much, Jeffrey, for coming back. And if you've not seen, I did an interview with you. Oh my gosh, that's powerful, really. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. My pleasure. And it's such an important subject. I got to tell you that we have tremendously good news about what people can do to get pregnant and have a healthy, healthy child. And I'm also going to talk about some of the heavy duty news of what the cha- of, of what we need to avoid. So it gets really heavy about what we're going to need to avoid. But the good news is we have examples of people who have avoided it with amazing results. So, so I want to make sure that people understand what's coming. Fantastic. I am so honored. I love Secret Ingredients. And I also love the interview that you did with Jean Schumacher, which you can find on her YouTube channel. Simply plant based. There's so much information there and it's really, it's, it's shocking and, and, and stunning and a little depressing, but also full of hope, right? Full of hope because your stories are really wonderful. And we're going to be talking about some of those today, just because some people may not have heard of this before this whole issue before about, I mean, I don't think they could have avoided hearing about GMOs, but maybe they don't know enough about it. So could you just give us, I know, I know we don't have a lot of time today, but just the cliff notes version of what a GMO, what we should be thinking. Sure. And what we'll be talking about actually are genetically modified organisms and also um, the Roundup herbicide, which is spray, sprayed on most GMOs, but the Roundup is also sprayed on many non-GMO products. And so we'll be talking about why eating organic or products that are clearly not sprayed and not GMO are the way to go starting before conception, through pregnancy and lactation, uh, and also raising your children that way. It's absolutely essential. So a GMO, genetically modified organism, is you alter the DNA. And you can do it by putting in genes from other species, going in with gene editing, rearranging, turning things off, cutting them out. And this creates side effects. It creates side effects because we don't fully understand the impact of changing the genetic code. And also it creates very physical side effects of mutations, hundreds or thousands up and down the DNA, and it's unavoidable and it creates additional side effects. That's the genetic modification process. It should never have been put into the food supply and the FDA scientists were very concerned and raised alarm, but it was a political move. The White House had instructed the FDA to promote GMOs, so they brought in Michael Taylor, Monsanto's former attorney, to allow Monsanto's GMOs on the market without any testing. He then became a Monsanto vice president. So we understand that it was a corrupted and captured regulatory agency, and now we have validated the concerns by the FDA scientists 20 years later that in fact, these things are dangerous. 
Now, in addition, most GMOs are created by Monsanto, purchased by Bayer, the aspirin maker, to withstand sprays of Roundup. So you have Roundup ready soy, corn, cotton, canola, sugar beets, and alfalfa. And now you have the Roundup sprayed on the crops. It gets absorbed into the crops. It gets absorbed into the food and we eat it. And it is a devastating toxin that you should never allow near you or in you. And we can talk about that as well. And finally, Roundup is also sprayed on on wheat and oats and the grains and the beans as a desiccant before harvest. It certainly kills the crops, but it dries them down before harvest. And now you end up with huge amounts of this toxin in your oatmeal, in your bread, in your lentils, in your mung beans and whatever, in your hummus. And you want to eat organic, especially in the areas where there, you know there's high levels of spraying of Roundup and other um, base other herbicides based on the chief poison glyphosate, which is linked to all sorts of dangers, including cancer. Right. And then the BT, the BT toxin, which is a pesticide that's spliced into the corn. Can you explain that too? Oh, yeah. So you can gather certain types of soil bacteria called Bacillus thuringiensis, which is BT for short, and you can spray it on your crops and it'll kill certain caterpillars, it'll break holes in their guts to kill them. And then it washes off the BT toxin. It It's degraded in the sun. So it doesn't end up on the food that you eat. But the biotechnologists have decided, let's put it in the food supply. So they put genes from the bacteria into corn and cotton and in South America, soybeans. And it produces a toxin that in laboratory conditions can also poke holes in our guts and has been known to cause immune system and allergic reactions in humans and animals and damage the walls of the intestines. So the BT toxin is a serious issue and it's also found in 93% of the blood of pregnant women tested and in 80% of their unborn fetuses. So you have a whole poking toxin in the offspring in the fetuses of the offspring of this generation. And if it's circulating in their blood, it might get into the brain. And so now you have a whole poking toxin in the brains of the offspring of this generation. Plus in the blood of the pregnant women and in the cord blood is the glyphosate, the toxin in Roundup. So if you eat the GMOs, if you eat the food that's not organic, you may end up marinating the fetuses in these toxins which are linked to birth defects, uh, shorter pregnancy times, miscarriages, autism, and a whole other set or ADD, et cetera. So, and we understand the modes of action more and more. So the correlation is backed up by causation from what we now understand. Right. I had heard, and I wonder if you could confirm this, I've never gotten to ask somebody this, but it has to do with uh, some of the processes uh, that these that these chemicals affect in the in the um, in the insects, uh, they they said well humans don't have these same uh, these same chemical processes, but actually we're mostly bacteria ourselves, right? Most of our cells are bacterial cells, um, and in our gut, it's incredibly important in terms of disease, you know, prevention is our gut bacteria our microbiome and I think the same processes that insects use are the same processes our gut bacteria uses right is that is that true is that well, one of the ways that these GMO can be harmful to humans 
there's two things that have been combined in what you say. And so it's almost perfectly right. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I, right. That's why you're here. Thanks. So, <laughs> so there's two things. One is what we call the shikimate pathway. And the shikimate pathway is found in plants and Roundup blocks it and kills the plants. And so Monsanto said, oh, humans don't have the shikimate pathway, so it's safe. And But when we take the Roundup in our bodies, it blocks the shikimate pathway in the gut bacteria. Now, the gut bacteria use the shikimate pathway to produce the precursors to our happy chemicals, serotonin, melatonin, and dopamine. And so if we are blocking the precursors like tryptophan and tyrosine, then we may end up with depression or sleeplessness or Parkinson's or anxiety, um, all sorts of issues when you don't have these neurotransmitters. And then um, the other piece is the BT toxin. The scientists say, well, it only will affect insects because the insects have an alkaline gut. So if we have the BT toxin, which pokes holes in the guts of the insects, it shouldn't be a problem because we're not insects. Well, they are being generous with the, they're being, they're wrong. <laughs> it, turns out, it turns out that when they genetically engineer the genes to put into the GMOs, they change it molecularly so that it actually affects mice and rats and humans and they also got it wrong i mean the science is pretty detailed but their excuse that it only works in insects is wrong and now that it's been published and peer-reviewed if they continue to say that it is a lie or they're just simply not aware of the truth that this bt toxin in its natural state does influence mice and humans and when it's genetically engineered into the crops it's thousands of times more toxic than the spray form it doesn't get washed away in the rain or biodegrade in the sunlight because it's in every cell and it has been shown to have fairly negative effects in the lab animals that are force fed these toxins and so we don't want to get we don't want to eat the corn that's genetically engineered so corn chips uh, sweet corn, all of that is out unless it's, you know that it is non-GMO. And one way to know that is if it's organic. Certified organic, yeah. right. So something can be non-GMO, but also not organic. That's right. But if it's right, so people need to know that. But if it says non-GMO, it cannot, so, so if it says certified organic, it cannot be, or it cannot be GMO. Right. right? So if we're trying to avoid the two toxins, the GMO, right and the Roundup. You can do non-GMO, but the oatmeal or the loaf of bread that is verified as non-GMO might still be sprayed with Roundup, or it might have atrazine, or it might have glufosinate, or you know, different toxins. Right. So if you can't get organic, at least get non-GMO. Mm -hmm. And the better choice is to get organic because that doesn't allow GMOs or these synthetic poisons. Now, in reality, if you buy organic, sometimes there is contamination. It happens from the spray or the GMOs. If you see the, the organic certification and non-GMO project verify that butterfly, that's actually even better because the non-GMO project does require testing to see if contamination from GMOs 
is happening in the system. And so organic doesn't require the testing. So if you get the two together, it's better than organic alone. But if you had to choose between organic alone and non-GMO, organic is the better choice. Now, if you can't get organic and you want to avoid the products that may be sprayed with Roundup, then you can go to responsibletechnology.org for a report. Any group that does any testing on Roundup residues, we gather it and add it to our database. So you have all sorts of fruits and vegetables, all sorts of grains and finished products by brand, breakfast cereals, hummus, things like that. And you can see what the level of glyphosate contamination is so that if you can't get organic, you can at least know to avoid the oats and the wheat and the, the uh, hummus and things like that because those have high levels of Roundup. Now, these are all instructions that if you didn't know how bad this stuff was, it would seem like a lot of bother. But let me just give one scenario from the movie Secret Ingredients. Because, and then we can go, we can go into all the details into the horror stories of these animal feeding studies and the multi-generational effects of Roundup, how it affects the great-grandchildren of mice. And it's simply stunning. But the, this, I remember I mentioned in the beginning there was good news. If you watch the movie Secret Ingredients, you'll see it in living color. <clears throat> there's a there's a chiropractor in uh, Wisconsin, Dr. Marsha Schaefer, <clears throat> who is a who sees a lot of infertile couples because they've heard from their friends who used to be infertile but are no longer. And she not only for the chiropractic but puts everyone on an organic diet. And when I first met her, it was at a chiropractic conference where I was speaking and saying, if anyone has any uh, results of putting people on a non-GMO organic diet, please come and we'll videotape you. And she said at the time there was 53 couples or 52 couples that she had seen that had been infertile and she put them on the organic diet and they all either had kids or were pregnant. Then we went to her place and inter interviewed her four secret ingredients and it was up to 70 something. Then after post-production, before we went live with the movie, we called her and said, what's the number now? and it was 92, and then more recently I called her and it was 123, and in every case I said, okay, how many couples followed your protocol but could not get pregnant and have children? And it was zero. She has a 100% success rate as of the last time I spoke with her, which was maybe a year ago, 100% success rate. And some of these people had been through fertility clinics. Some had tried for years. And the main thing of her three-pillar protocol, which was chiropractic, mindset, and organic food, she said the organic food obviously has the biggest impact on this outcome. So, and we know that if you go organic, then you clean out your bloodstream from many of these toxic chemicals within two weeks. So when I speak to pediatrician, Dr. Michelle Perro, who's also in the film, she says that she strongly recommends that if parents want to conceive, that they 
go on an all organic diet at least two weeks, ideally way before. And that's there's many reasons why doing it before is better, but at least two weeks to, and then stay organic through pregnancy and breastfeeding. And that that will help clean out these chemicals. Now, if you've been taking non-organic food, your gut bacteria is going to be affected because glyphosate is a patented antibiotic. It kills the beneficial bacteria, but not the pathogens. And you should know that in a woman's body when, when she's pregnant, there's a migration of the microbiome of the bacteria into the birth canal so that during a pregnancy, during a, a delivery, that inoculates the newborn with the microbiome of the mother, which sets up for good health. So if there's a C-section, you don't get that. And there's ways you can, you can swab and all that. But the microbiome can be damaged when you're taking non-organic food, especially the Roundup sprayed food, because it kills the beneficial bacteria and causes an imbalance. Also, there are times during pregnancy, windows, where certain, certain parts of the fetus are developed and are sensitive to toxins. And we know that Roundup glyphosate is linked to certain types of birth defects. And when it was sprayed over fields, vast fields in Argentina, the peasant farmers and, and, and farm workers who were living in the, near these fields who were sprayed had a huge increase in these horrible birth defects. In one location, 70 times that of normal. In the bigger region, 400%. And then Dr. Carrasco decided to test on chicken embryos and frog embryos injecting glyphosate and found the exact same types of birth defects and even the metabolic pathway to explain how glyphosate influences the retinoic pathway, whatever it is, uh, into the birth defects that he was seeing. Now there's also Liberty Link crops that are also genetically engineered, sprayed by Liberty, which is glufosinate, and that's linked to brain deformities. So. There's so many reasons why you want a clean environment and clean food during your pregnancy. And then afterwards, then breastfeeding, the milk can contain glyphosate and other toxins. And that doesn't mean you shouldn't breastfeed, of course. All the pediatricians that I talked to said, even if they contain toxins, it is so important to breastfeed. And it's interesting that part of the breast milk is designed, it's not assimilable by the baby. It does not feed the baby, part of it. It feeds the bacteria, the gut bacteria, to establish the microbiome. So building up the microbiome that has been inoculated by the, by the uh, birth canal is being fed by the breast milk to create a healthy microbiome, which then is found to prevent disease for years. And we now know from correlational evidence that if you're exposed to many of these pesticides and herbicides, but where, you know, in farms, et cetera, it, it is associated with shorter birth, shorter pregnancies, which can increase complications and to miscarriages mm -hmm. and to autism and other developmental disorders. So you can see we're getting into the weeds here and that animals that have been exposed to Roundup, for example, 
or glyphosate or Roundup ready soybeans, which have been sprayed with Roundup. So you don't know whether it's the, the soybeans that have been genetically engineered or the Roundup sprayed on them have had damage to their testicles, damage to the young sperm cells, mm -hmm. altered structure of the uterus and ovaries, changed hormonal structure uh, in terms of the female hormones. Um, when the mice, pregnant mice were injected with Roundup, the grandchildren of those pregnant mice were seriously affected, the great-grandchildren even more because of the epigenetic inherited thing. So 90% of the great-grandchildren had these serious problems and many of the births were associated with deaths of the mother or the children, very complicated um, births during in the, in the great-grandchildren of the mice that were injected. Um, a senior researcher at the Russian Academy of Sciences um, gave uh, female rats genetically modified Roundup Ready soy starting um, two weeks before they got pregnant and continued feeding them through pregnancy and lactation. More than half of the offspring died within three weeks and many could not reproduce. Hamsters that were fed Roundup Ready soy over three generations. Also, most were sterile and could not reproduce. There was also birth defects in both groups and uh, smaller, um, smaller bodies. So there's all sorts of evidence. And I mean, I'm just touching the surface, but it gives you an idea that we understand the modes of action. We know that Roundup affects aromatase, which creates the balance between testosterone and estrogen. So we know that. We know that it can affect the neurotransmitters. We know that it can change the structure of the DNA, which can lead to cancer. That's called, um, it's been determined by the, the World Health Organization's um, chief committee on cancer. We understand that it can damage mitochondria. It can create leaky gut. We can understand that it can create fatigue and brain fog because of the mitochondria. So there's so many reasons why we understand the mechanisms. We see it in the animal feeding studies. We see it in the human correlational studies. It's Roundup is linked to more than 30 diseases that are rising in parallel with the increased use of GMOs and Roundup in the United States. And we see when you put a pet or livestock on an organic diet, they get better, their outcomes are better, the, veteran, the veterinarians and the, and the animal owners talk about better pregnancies and better offspring and better health, but the most important thing is we see it in humans. When, they, when we switch to an organic diet, people get better. I surveyed 3,256 people who switched to non-GMO and largely organic food, and they reported getting better from 28 different conditions. Why did I choose those 28 to, to, to review? Because I asked people at 150 lectures, what did you notice when you switched to non-GMO and organic? And they raised their hand and they told me. And I, it was consistent in these 150 lectures and consistent in the survey of 3,256 people. We have an overwhelming amount of evidence. So this is why it's important if you want to get pregnant, if you are pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, or if you're a human being and you want to stay healthy, eating organic is necessary. Absolutely. And the good news that I heard you say was that unlike some chemicals that bioaccumulate and they're fat soluble and they're going to be in our, you know, there's still DDT in our breast milk, right? So from many, many years ago, it's been banned for, you know, tens of years. But, uh, but this, this, these chemicals can actually wash out in two weeks. 
Yeah. That's that's amazing. That yeah. you can really reduce your pesticide load in your body quickly. Um, and of course, we would take we would recommend that people take a lot more time to detox from other chemicals as well. But um, no, we absolutely agree with you a hundred percent. And this is all very important information for people to hear. Jean, do you have do you have some questions also that you'd like to ask? I do, as a matter of fact, because uh, for me, one of my biggest things is, you know, a former chemistry teacher retired after 35 years of teaching, you know, personal, you know, cleaning products, they're another huge source of toxins. I mean, without questions. So, you know, talk to, talk to us about your experiences with these toxins and the impact on humans. There was just a study looking at the microbiome of children and chemicals in their homes and found that those with high chemicals in their homes, including fire retardants and things like that, had, an alt had reduced diversity of the microbiome and they had um, more pathogens. So the microbiome is so connected to our diseases there's something called a fecal transplant, where you take the stool from one person, or let's say from a rat, but it's also done in humans, and you implant it in another person. If the rat had a disease that was the donor, then the recipient can get the disease. But similarly, the, the, the diseased rat can get healed if there's a healthy microbiome put in there. A fat rat uh, can cause another rat to get fat, or you can unfat a rat, so to speak. It's, it's like these are programmed. I was speaking, I speak all the time to experts in the microbiome, and they believe that about 80% of human diseases are linked to the dysbiosis or the imbalance of the gut bacteria. And I was talking to Chris, to Kristen, to Kieran Krishnan, and he, he took a human model and put in Roundup and found changes in the microbiome that could, could lead to these 28 different diseases and disorders that we talked about people getting better from when they switch to non-GMO and organic food. So we understand the importance of the microbiome. And they've just released this study where the chemicals in the home were in the blood and that influence, and when it was high levels, the diversity, which is key, for the health of the microbiome was reduced. They also found an interesting thing that when there was fire retardants in the blood, there was bacteria, I think it was bacteria, part of the microbiome in the gut that is usually associated with breaking down the fire retardants. It's not normally found in the gut bacteria, but it had come into the gut bacteria to help break down the fire retardants. So it's very interesting that, you know, if you clean your bathtub or you clean your, your sink with something or you, you have a spray that you're spraying, if it has a chemical in it, it can affect the population of the bacteria in the children living in the house, which could then program them for susceptibility to particular diseases. So it's, you know, this is a new area, but it's very exciting for the scientists and the doctors to discover. But let's be clear, we don't really fully understand the role of these, of this micro Jedi army that works inside of us. You know, they, there's an amazing 
uh, relationship when a woman has breast cancer that, that a new microbiome goes into the breast that's designed to protect. When they thought it was causing the tumor and they removed the, the bacteria, the tumors were spread. There's, there's certain bacteria or microbiome that goes into the brain and there, it's like it's, it's dispatched. But if we come in with chemicals to destroy its ability to work with us, then we may be planting the seeds for disease. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, it just makes my head spin, you know, just listening to you and hearing you. Cause I mean, intrinsically I know this, but just to hear like the studies and all the things that are happening, it's just, it's mind blowing. And I, this is why we do this because we want people to be aware of it. I know Deborah and I, you know, Deborah saw the kids coming out of the chute, you know, and I saw them in the classroom and I saw the changes of our children. And as a matter of fact, that's what my Ted talk is on. You know, why are we seeing changes in behavioral and, and learning disabilities? In addition to health on any given day, a third of my kids in each class, we're dealing with massive major health issues. And when you stop and look at what they're reading, you know, hello, and then the environmental toxins are being exposed to, it's no wonder. And, and I see such huge changes in our kids, especially the ability, and I think back when I was first starting to teach, you could see the students be able to internalize. And I think this is one of the things that set us apart from other countries, like, like for example, Asia, where students just basically memorize. Like we've got kids that came to my previous school from China. They had to memorize the periodic table. What a waste of time, okay? So they're good at memorizing, but they can't apply. And I think that was one of the things that set the United States apart is because the students were able to take the information and apply it in new and novel situations that I'm not seeing that anymore. And I'm not seeing that ability be able to apply different topics you know, across the board. So much for taking the time to be with us here today because it's so important to hear this message without question about these toxins because we have to work together because it's not coming from the top down without question. I mean, we have to do it from a grassroots level. We have to make people aware of this because they have to know what we're being exposed to. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Yes, thank you so much. And there is good news, right? The good news is that you can take responsibility for your own health and certainly way before you wanna get pregnant, try really clean up your in your personal care products your environment and what you put into your mouth because it's so important so eat organic non-gmo certified food thank you all safe eating thank you for listening to live healthy be well please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe this podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe evening.